0: What is going on, OTB Nation? Welcome into episode number 251 of the allegedly award nominated, number nine ranked NCAA, viewable on YouTube. And as we're recording this, I didn't even tell Jesus. It's the four year anniversary of our Twitter, and I think of the pod. So we'll get into that at the end of the show and be all sentimental and sappy and lovey dovey. Um, but it's episode 251 of the Outside the Box podcast, the official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. KB and Deej coming at you after a wildly crazy and successful week one of the NLL for the pod for the league, and uh, we got a lot to dive into. We're gonna recap all the happenings from week one. Quick hit all the games. Uh, Give you our picks for week two uh, with only four games on deck, which is uh, a nice little simple week for week two. We got State of the Fandom for Deej after he takes in his first NLL game in person. Uh, We got PLL Top 50 chat. We got a coach in the PLL stepping down and resigning from their position. And we stumbled upon some funny lacrosse Reddit things, so we'll see where we get to with that depending on how long the episode goes but before we get started make sure you guys are following us on the socials at OTB Pod twitter instagram uh follow dj on twitter at scs underscore next great follow me at kbizzl311 subscribe to the podcast feed on apple podcast it's an earthquake <laughs> turbulence two weeks in a row <laughs> subscribe to the pod apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcast uh it's all linked in our social media bios as well so you can click on the link there it'll bring you right to the podcast feed leave those five star ratings and reviews really helps the show continue to grow uh wildly successful week uh this past week so keep those numbies cooking and of course subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel where you get full video episodes of otb all of the podcasts coming from Underground Studios, live streams, original content—you uh, name it—it's going to be there. YouTube.com/slash/at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're currently at 324 subscribers. Get us, get us to 400 before the end of the year. Get us to that 400, uh, and of course, we need to get to a thousand, which DJ and I are still workshopping our big 1,000 subscriber leg of the Gauntlet Challenge here on otb but go subscribe to the youtube smash that like button ring the bell icon comment down below your thoughts on everything we talk about on this episode and uh before we dive into it all this episode of otb is brought to you in part by our merch partners phi apparel company i was talking with our boy tyler tonight deej um a little mishap and miscommunication from the the logos that we've teased a little bit here but they will be up hopefully by this weekend but not on t-shirts just yet t-shirts are in a little bit of a delay they'll get there but we're rolling them out first with hoodies it's hoodie season so they will be on hoodies uh so go to phi apparel co it's phiapparel.co Uh, where they're going to be providing the best merch for the Outside the Box podcast. I'm going to be sending Tyler over some of our classic merch for the the real ones that remember uh, from like four years ago, remember? And um, you're going to stand out when you go to your favorite NLL teams' uh, games, when you go to your favorite PLL weekend, when you're going to watch games at the bar, when you're hanging at home watching the games, or when you're tuning in to an OTB cast. Uh, so go to phiapparel.co use code underground for 10% off your order, uh, on any apparel that's phiapparel.co code underground for 10% off your order. I gotta say, shout out to Josh, uh, during the OTB cast, copping his merch. He's going to be look, looking fly as hell out on the West coast, repping OTB. We're, we're international baby. So shout out to all you guys repping, the merch always. So PHI apparel.co, code underground, ten percent off. Deej, what the fuck is popping, brother? You're
1: muted. <laughs> That's what's popping. That is what's popping. <laughs> we have my first basketball game tomorrow. Hopping back on the mic. So that'll be exciting. That'll be exciting. Then I gotta drive up to Adrian for graduation. Uh wow. Busy weekend. Busy weekend. But Um, that just means that I may or may not get to watch a lot of lacrosse this weekend. So,
0: hey,
1: hey, but I got dual screens at work so I can just catch up during the week.
0: (laughs) Imagine if screens popped out like that. Like imagine we had like, uh, like monitor stands or whatever, and then you just hit a button on the thing and then it's just like a hologram screen. And that's how our screens pop out. That shit's going to be here in like 30 years. You're just going to hit a button, it's going to be like Star Wars. and That's going to be your screen. It's going to be a fucking hologram screen.
1: Could you imagine? That'd be so sick. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that, for real.
0: And then you spin the fucking screen around and shit.
1: I feel like it's always with me at that point. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's always with us. Always. Uh, before we get into recapping week one, just want to say, uh, shout out to everybody that came out to the OTB cast on the YouTube, wildly successful first one. Uh, we got a lot of positive feedback, Dejan. The people want us to, uh, keep doing it. They want to, they want to see more OTB casts. I don't know when the next one will be, but this is your confirmation. They will be happening again. Don't know if it'll be something that's like, you know, once a month or depending on a big game. Um, But they will be happening again. It was a ton of fun. Um, And hopefully the next one with the wings involved, they don't get their shit kicked in. Um, But I had a blast doing that. It was a ton of fun interacting with everybody that popped out. Hopefully more people come through as well. And uh, it, it really helped, you know drive people to the YouTube channel as well which was huge so if you came out to the OTB cast shout out I, our number one audience was actually in Canada ton of halifax fans popped out uh during and post um but what were your react your takeaways from the OTB cast
1: uh solid questions we got asked too just to help generate conversation and stuff um i just wish we had the rights to show the game. That's just like uh like obviously we're never gonna get that. Well no nah, I, nah, I never wouldn't say, say never. I, yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't say never, just not not now. not yet. Not yet. That's why people need so, to keep
0: turning out for the O T B cast.
1: And maybe may
0: not and even, subscribe maybe, maybe. to the fucking pod.
1: Boom. And we'll get everywhere we wanna be and we can do those kind of things. But nah, it was a lot of fun. Just you know, sit back, enjoy the game. I kinda let people see my reactions because I the those are the kind of things I do at home. I sit there and go, oh, my God, that's insane. And then I, I sit there and, and be like,
0: I do that at home, and I do that in the press box with the Wells Fargo Yep, Center. that's awesome. One way or another, whether it's good or bad. Um, <laughs> so shout out to everybody that popped out. Um, we did get a tweet today. I don't know if you saw it because obviously we both have access to the Twitter. Uh, but somebody tweeted at us, and I want to get it correct. At Postman Rock, Eric De La Rocco, fantastic name. Uh, it is. Tweeted at us. You, Albany, schedule hasn't come out yet, but what I can piece together so far double headers, February 18th, Albany versus Cornell, Firewolves versus Vegas, and then April 15th, Albany versus NJIT, Firewolves versus Swarm road trip possibly more to come the people love us in albany i will say that
1: so they want us to go
0: i don't know about driving to albany in february because upstate new york that snow scares me but april doesn't sound half bad plus njit shout out to the boys And bad. and you'd get to see your boy Lyle Thompson. That's true. And not that Lyle's not my boy, but he's your, your bit
1: boy. He is. Oh, that's enticing a little.
0: We'll keep you posted. Yeah, I got to say thank you for the awareness. What coaching looks like. The possibility of a doubleheader. Um. Let's quick hit the games from week one, and uh, here were your winners and losers. Halifax beats Philly 18-8. to Not great showing outside of Blaze Reardon for the Wings. Matt Rambo also had a pretty solid game for the Wings, but other than that, not too much there. Toronto beats Vancouver 19-8, and I immediately felt better about the Wings. <laughs> uh, San Diego beats New York 15-14 in what was easily the game of the week. We were there for it. Albany beats Buffalo 11-10, and I'm already like having disdain and like, uh like I feel like the Stitch gif, like pulling his face down and his eyes just like, ugh, when it comes to Albany, uh, I love them but they drive me crazy. Yep. Uh, the boys, I'm going Napoleon Dynamite gif, Rochester, pulling through sixteen to eleven over Georgia. And then Saskatchewan beat Colorado 18-6, to and I immediately felt even better about the Wings. Uh, Deej, I'll let you start. Which game uh, or game stood out to you the most, and uh, what was your biggest takeaway from week one?
1: Uh, Well, obviously, the opener stood out because we talked about who should have been in it and why they should have been in it. But you look at their game, and well, maybe they shouldn't have been in it. So they also stood out to me um, in terms of Colorado and Saskatchewan for those who may be oblivious of who I'm talking of. Uh, That game absolutely blew me out of the water. Saskatchewan popping out like that and literally just pretty much steamrolling Colorado was insane.
0: Yeah, that that was mind-boggling. I did say on the pod last week, and we can run it back, run it back turbo. I said I had a weird feeling about that Albany-Buffalo game, even though we both picked Buffalo. I said we said I had a weird feeling about that game, and I was right. Albany just always fucking plays Buffalo close. They finally get over the hill and beat them. Um, that game stands out to me big time because it's something we talked about in our preview when we were doing the North Division, like – Is Buffalo going to be, you know, is the exhaustion finally going to set in for those guys? And not that they played terribly, but 10 goals for a team that talented seems pretty low. It is the opener. I I liken this very much so to like NFL week one where like it's the wildest week of the season. Um, So like anything can happen. But Albany gets a a hard-fought win against Buffalo, who a lot of people think can get back to the championship this year. Uh, Toronto proved us right. Uh, And then Game of the Week, San Diego and New York. Deej, tell the people about your first NLL in-person experience. What was it like watching your New York Riptide nearly squeak out a win against the Super Seals?
1: Oh, I mean, I had a great time. The DJ was on point, for one. That was probably one DJs of the
0: DJs across the league
1: did a, They did an amazing job. That's, like, probably one of the best parts about it. It's, like, just that constant vibe that they were bringing. I think there were two of them down there, actually. I think I peeked down and saw there were, like, two different DJs. But I don't know what exactly was going on down there in that terms. But they did a great job of keeping the vibe going, so I thought that was sick. Um, I mean, the game was just the game itself. Like, it, it's lacrosse. Watching lacrosse in person doesn't it doesn't get better than that, but just that high of level and just the speed, the aggression. That was an aggressive game. Like I think, you know, we talked about. It, we turned to each other and was like, "Yo, like, and there's a good amount of people here, but like, it's not like packed." So, like, we heard the boards. I was like, dog, they are really hitting those boards." Like, but it was they fun. Were that, that is exactly what I what I was going there for. Short, yeah. my, you know, short of the fight, but I'll get. I'll get around to it. There's a little
0: bit of tussling, not like a full-fledged fight, but there was, there was some uh, some bows thrown, if you will. Right. Um, I do have to say, having been to the Coliseum for a number of Riptide games in person, bravo to the Riptide crowd who showed out. I think that was, like, that was my number one thing that stood out to me was like the Riptide are drawing fans. There was over 5,000 people at the Coliseum. Uh, I think it was the second largest attendance in Riptide history outside of their like grand opening game. Like Their first game had 7,000, I want to say. Um, that was the longest it took me to ever get into parking at the Coliseum. Loud crowd, very much into it. Bravo to the Riptide fans. I hope it keeps happening because like that team is very good. The organization has a lot of awesome people that are friends of this show. And I want to see, like, that organization succeed uh, very much. Like, there, there's some awesome people that work there. Finally met the content cowboy himself, Tyson Geick. Uh, Shout-out to the homie. Um, but that game was unbelievable. Shout-out to Kevin Crowley. Uh, he all but confirmed that he scored those two goals for me. Um, so, shout-out to the homie for showing out for for his boy. Um and then I think Rochester just popping out for 16 goals. Connor Fields doing Connor Fields things. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Rochester. We were in the in the press box on uh, Long Island, and I said, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger, and I'm going to wear it every time they make me mad. It's coming in the mail soon. I got myself a vintage Rochester Nighthawks jersey coming Uh, so boys, for now, you're part of the, uh, you know, you're on the fringe of being a, a league pass team, but most, I, I, as much as Lyle Thompson is good at lacrosse as DJ's bit, me yelling at the Rochester Nighthawks is also a very fun bit. And I love a lot of those dudes on that team, especially fieldsy. Um, but very, very solid opening weekend win for him there with his new squad and uh now we're on to week two but Deej as we did all of last year first year taken in the NLL we said last week clean slate for every team Riptide did not win so you're not officially a Riptide fan but it is The state of the fandom, DJ search for a favorite NLL team, and it's brought to you by the homies over at Kenwood Beer. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com, use that all-new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. They got the refreshed 15-pack Kenny cases that you can go get at your local liquor store in Philly. They dropped beanies today, Deej, with the same logo that's on our hats, just in beanie style so you can go get those at kenwoodbeer.com as well you got to be 21 or older to do so and of course please drink responsibly Deej talk to the people let's have the first state of the fandom for 2022 2023 how are the teams looking so far
1: well it's just hard to really do anything right now other than i'd have to say like Rochester definitely has a solid chance after I kind of voted them out. Uh, they look really solid this past weekend, so I can't really vote them out. And the New Jerseys look a lot better than the old ones, so that's also a plus. Um, obviously, the Riptide, they looked good this weekend against the Super Seals. Didn't quite win, but it was such a good game, and the vibes inside the Coliseum were great. So can't, you know, not have them in the top five, but I can't also do a full top five because I haven't seen everyone play. I think that's kind of unfair to label a top five, but there's some teams that looked good this weekend. Albany among them, Toronto as well. Um, maybe Sash Rush gets back into the fold for real. You know, those are just you know some teams that looked good this weekend that I'll have to keep in mind because some of them will play again this week. Keep that in mind, but you know, more so looking at last week. And, combination of this week for the people who didn't play then we'll really get back into this thing
0: yeah you've got 5 repeat teams from this past week playing this weekend and then the 3 teams who did not play uh, will be playing in week 2 so there it is inaugural State of the Fandom for 2022-2023 but I think Deej without any further ado I think it's time I think it's time feed the ducks it is the nll week two picks of the week powered by our homies over at pickup you guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports rack up points on your fan profiles cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace all you got to do is sign up with your phone number no passwords to remember no usernames no login issues As long as you know your phone number, you're good. So go to playpickup.com now and start playing those headlines. Deej, we've got four games this weekend for week two. And it all gets started with the two most recent expansion teams. The Las Vegas Desert Dogs make their long-awaited debut on the road against Panther City Lacrosse Club. The Panther City boys were rocking and rolling last year for quite a stretch under reigning coach of the year tracy Koluski, and uh they're back at it in fort worth to host the desert dogs dogs versus cats in this one if you will uh how do you see the battle of desert dogs and panther city shaping up
1: I'm going to have to go with Panther City. Uh, They they made some decent moves over the offseason. They're not really going to switch things up. Coach TK did well last year. I think he's just going to try and implement the new guys and keep the system running. And, uh, I mean, Vegas is hitting the ground running for the first time, so nobody really knows what to expect.
0: 100%. You don't know exactly what the chemistry is going to be. First time in a game scenario for a lot of these guys together uh so give me panther city at home i really like some of the additions they made this year uh and i think they're gonna get rocking and rolling to start 2022 2023 then at 10 p.m on friday we've got a west division showdown as well as saskatchewan takes to the road to face the san diego super seals who are coming off a big win both teams coming off big wins uh I really like what I saw from San Diego and it wasn't even really a complete game from them against New York. I think there was a lot of missed opportunities that they had uh, where like if they they nail some of those shots that they took, they could have put up 20, which would have been wild. Um, Saskatchewan doing what they did against the defending champs is also very impressive. Chasing Dylan Ward in the first game of the year is insane. Um, But I think San Diego keeps this thing rolling. There's a lot of uh, career milestones coming up for this team potentially to hit this weekend for Dane Doby. Uh, I think Curtis Dixon looked fantastic last week. Kevin Crowley looked great as well for the offense. Uh, and don't sleep on Mac O'Keefe in this offense. He's been he's somebody to keep an eye on, uh, big time for this Seals team. So give me the Seals to uh, get the dub over saskatchewan
1: this is so hard to pick because like last week surefire colorado dub right saskatchewan comes out of nowhere in these bright green jerseys popping off but i'm gonna go with the seals as well because i feel like they're not satisfied with their performance last week they're gonna come out this week ready to show
0: Then we move to Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern time start. The Rochester Nighthawks hosting the Toronto Rock. Toronto looked fantastic and like a well-oiled machine, even with new pieces uh, on that offense. Losing some guys this offseason as well. They just looked incredible. Um Not that I think Rochester looked bad, just to to get a five-goal win over Georgia uh, is very impressive, especially with all the new pieces they have. Um, I just think Toronto is a a fucking juggernaut, and they're going to plow through teams that, on paper, are quote-unquote lesser than them uh, as a whole. I just think Toronto, top to bottom, is one of the most complete teams in the league so I'm going to take the Rock to win this one and keep their season rolling and improve to
1: 2-0. Yeah, I like the Rock as well. I mean, you're looking at everything they have. They have have defense. Nick Rose is playing great. TD is also looking very good, which I was a little worried about that because he had a dip off in the PLL this year. So I didn't know how that was going to affect uh, his mindset really his game is so like not even just his game that position is such a mental position uh, that i was worried about how he would bounce back but he's looked great so far so uh, it's kind of hard to pick against toronto they may already be in the pick to win until they give me a reason not to
0: yeah i mean they look great and i think a lot of tds pll struggles quote unquote were from playing a full PLL season and then going into a full NLL season uh, after being injured in the PLL as well. Um, So I think it was just like kind of a grind and a toll on his body. But I think he's going to be completely fine and he'll be he'll be back. And now that he's, you know, 100 percent healthy uh, coming off the knee injury, I think he's going to be good to go, which is awesome for him and awesome for Toronto and the Redwoods uh, as a whole. Final game, Deej. It is a 9.30, I want to say. Yeah, 9.30 Eastern time. First first face-off in Calgary. The Teal Turf. As the Roughnecks get their season underway and host the Vancouver Warriors, who got pretty rocked by the Toronto Rock last week. How do you see what we believe is an Alternative Cup matchup going down?
1: Uh, I like Calgary in this one. They're going home, um, home opener. They'll be really excited. The vibes will be nice. Uh, I think they squeeze one out.
0: I'm right there with you. We're on the same page this week. Uh, in the four games, I think Calgary's. You know, they've, they've got a lot to prove. I think there's a lot of people doubting them, myself included. Just as as a whole, you know, for the season. Um, but they still have a ton of talented players, from Zach Courier to uh brett hickey to jesse king like they they've got guys on that roster i just think it's a lot of young dudes that have a lot to just show off their talents and, and show that they can hang with the big dogs um and what better way than i think against the vancouver team that still has a lot of question marks around them uh as we move forward but those are your nll week two picks of the week panther city san diego toronto <laughs> and Calgary all taken home dubs in our books this week for the NLL week two. So there you have it. Uh, we also have a very funny potential bit here. Deed, should we tell the people our, our brainchild of the OTB Cup and what we're planning here? Or do we just leave it at that and that the OTB Cup? Because the Alterna Cup seems to be non-existent right now, as far as we know. I haven't really seen any advertising about it. It's not on the NLL website right now. Don't really know what's going on with it. But Deej and I have a plan for the OTB Cup. Um, Hopefully going to work some things out with one of our partners. Do we just leave it at that or do do we tease it?
1: I think we leave it there.
0: Uh, I think the only thing else I'll say is it's between four teams right now. And if you're a true blue listener of you OTB, I think you know those four teams. The OTB Cup, it's between four squads in the NLL. Um, comment down below on YouTube if you think you figured it out. But the OTB Cup is, is the wheels are turning, if you will. Um, very excited about the potential with that. Um, we are also going to start this season. We're going to dish out offensive, defensive, and rookie of the week awards every single week brought to you by the homies over at trophy smack. There's no better way guys to upgrade your fantasy smack talk than with new hardware. Trophy Smack's got you covered. They got trophies. They got belts. They got rings. They've got metal wall art now as well to upgrade your fantasy smack talk. Get your fantasy lacrosse leagues a new trophy. Get yourself a belt. Get a ring. Whatever it may be. Hook yourself up with Trophy Smack. Go to trophysmack.com slash underground and upgrade that fantasy smack talk. Get a new trophy for the league. Start shining like a damn diamond. That's trophysmack.com slash underground Deej, we were talking this weekend. Uh, we think we know who the rookie of the week is. Uh, comes from the Rochester Nighthawks. Performed at an all time level. And he was the rookie of the week in the NLL as a whole this week. Uh, and that is the one and only number 18, Austin Hazen. Two goals in his debut. Uh, took 12 shots on goal, had four loose balls. He looked fantastic. I think we can agree the inaugural rookie of the week is Austin Hazen from the Rochester Nighthawks.
1: Yeah, I mean, he looked fantastic alongside Connor Fields and everything that they were trying to do with that offense. He kind of fit right in. It looks like he had a great time at training camp and just came in ready to go and, and settled down, listened, to the things that coaches were saying, what the older guys were saying, and just bought in. That's the biggest thing about a team is buying in. Once you buy in, things get a lot better.
0: Yeah, 100%. I was very impressed just by his play and how like seamless he fit into their scheme. Uh, so Austin Hazen, the Week 1, Rookie of the Week, Deej, the Offensive Player of the Week. There was a lot of offense this week. Um, I think you could even look at Austin Hazen's teammate for uh, the Rochester Nighthawks as a potential winner of this award, do you agree that we should give it to Fieldsy?
1: Did anybody else have that many points? Like I mean
0: Um, I can check right now the uh. stats leaders. Um so in terms of overall points. Fields, he was tied with Mark Matthews with 10, and the only other person with more points was your guy, our guy, Heater Jeff Teeter with 11. Goals leaders was Curtis Dixon and Blaze with five each, and then assist leader Solo Dolo, Mark Matthews with eight. I don't mind Blaze low-key.
1: If you're, about, if you're talking about pure offense, like, psh, Vance was electric oven on offense.
0: Five goals. I don't know if he had any
1: assists. He didn't.
0: I um, not that there was much to assist on because he was manufacturing the goals. Right. Um, I think Blaze looked great. It was a tough game for the Wings, I'll say. Um... I don't know. I'm kind of torn between T and Connor fields. Jeff T had seven assists, four goals. Connor fields had four goals, six assists. Both guys really contributed to their teams. Obviously riptide fell short of a win, uh, in a very controversial moment towards the end of that game. Um, I don't know. I, I wish we had like an ask the audience feature, right? Right now live Because
1: to... it's just so hard to choose,
0: like. And moving forward, we'll we'll be naming the awards winners earlier in the week, but we're just getting it out here now to kick things off, but
1: Yeah, I don't know. Ooh. I like Blaze.
0: I'll rock with it. It's Blaze, it's the boy. Five goals is a guy who's not typically subjected to to being the guy leading the team in offense. It's pretty impressive. Um, I'm also tipping the cap to T, Connor Fields, and Mark Matthews at that. You know, Mark Matthews having 10 points in Saskatchewan's opener is fantastic for them as well. Um, And then Deidre, defensive player of the week. How do we want to gauge defensive player of the week?
1: Uh, purely off fight, no. Uh, I mean, I'm you know CTOs, loose balls, uh, transition, all of that counts. You know, just a normal defensive.
0: So if I'm looking, I'm looking here just at the stats page. One guy ranks in the top five in both caused turnovers and blocked shots. Ranja. No. Oh. Toronto Rocks Brad Cree
1: they did say he had a really good game
0: he had three calls turnovers three block shots I feel like I, I want to give the nod there uh, the leaders in block shots were it was a tie across the board uh, three guys with three Matt Pierce Chad Tutton and Brad Cree and then cause turnovers Kyle Rubish and TJ Camizio both with four. I like Brad Cree there.
1: That's not a bad idea. I could rock with that.
0: And then, uh, I think we should give a goalie of the week, too. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling rosy. Fifty-three saves. Only let up nine goals if I'm not mistaken to Vancouver, if less. Uh wanna get that right. Eight goals. They won nineteen to eight. Uh fifty three saves. Only let up eight goals. Gets the win. Not that wins are necessarily a full-blown stat you want to you know put a ton of emphasis onto, right? Uh, but I think Rosie gets my nod.
1: I like that idea. I thought he had a fantastic game. Uh, and He's continued to show why he's been really good. Needs a big reason why they won one big. You can't can't win in this league without a good goalie, and Rosie continues to show that.
0: Only goalie this week with uh, fifty or more saves as well. So I think that's an auto-nod there. So there it is, your Week 1 Award winners. Austin Hazen, Rookie of the Week. Blaze Reardon, your Offensive Player of the Week, with also nods to the guys we mentioned as well. Brad Crew, your Defensive Player of the Week. And then Nick Rose, your Goalie of the Week. Brought to you by the homies at Trophy Smack. Switching gears, Deej. The PLL, Top 50, underway for 2022. Uh, for the people at home who don't know how the algorithm was created for the top 50 only current PLL players voted. And in September they voted by ranking their top 25 players in the league the scores, then get aggregated into these final rankings. So this is all player voted upon lots of discourse. I like how they have Kark doing uh, breakdowns in video form as well. Um, But we've gotten up to number 21 on the list so far as of this recording. So then next week, we'll be talking about 20 through number one, I believe. Uh, So we'll start with uh, 50 to 41, Deej. Number 50, a newcomer on the list, was not ranked last year, Mike Manley. Number 49, ranked 26th last year, our guy Jules Henningberg. Number 48, another newcomer, not ranked, the short king hater himself, future guest of OTB, Bryce Young. Number 47, another one of our guys, was ranked 48th last year, 47th this year, now world champion, Jake Withers. Number 46, another newcomer, not ranked last year, Chaos LSM finalist for the award. CJ Beal. number 45, was ranked number 14 last year, Miles Jones, uh, another newcomer, number 44, after not being ranked in 2021, Connor Fields, number 43, ranked 42nd last year, Brody Merrill, a rookie, cracking the top 42, Jack Hanna world champ and then another non-ranked player in 2021 another world champ from the dogs number 41 ryan conrad so Deej, your thoughts on uh 41 through 50 how do you feel about these rankings uh for the first uh grouping here
1: uh didn't surprise me too much Thought uh maybe a few people might have been a little lower um but like also like the talent is so spread out and there are a lot of guys who had a really good year. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where some guys fall. I thought this group was very solid. Um, it also makes me wonder, are there all returning guys going to be later on in this list, or is this just going to be a bunch of guys making this list that weren't ranked last year.
0: I think it could be a combo. Um, there's, I think there's going to be some surprises in the top 20. Um, I like seeing Mike Manley ranked here. I like seeing Bryce Young ranked. CJ Costabile absolutely deserved to be ranked. I think he's ranked pretty high in terms of high up on the list. I thought CJ would have been a little bit lower, uh, meaning closer to number one than to number 50. Um, Connor Fields getting ranked, fantastic for him. He had a great year for Archers. And then Jack Hanna and Ryan Conrad getting the love that they deserve uh, Very well deserved there. Moving on to the 40 to 31 uh, range here. Number 40 this was ranked number 35 on 2021's list. It's Will Manny. And at number 39, ranked number 29 last year, his fellow bunk bed boy, Marcus Holman. Number 38, who was ranked number 34 last year, Ben Randall. Uh, ranked number 40 last year, now number 37, Rylan Reese. Number 36 on this year's list was ranked 13 last year. Brian Costabile was ranked 32nd on last year's list, now ranked number 35, Eric Law. Ranked 27th last year, now number 34, Liam Burns. A newcomer at number 33, Chris Gray, A newcomer at number thirty-two, Tyler Warner, and a newcomer at number thirty-one, Rookie of the Year, Brendan Nickturn. Thoughts on uh, thirty-one through forty? Deej, I think this one there was a lot of discourse about.
1: Yeah, this is the one where everybody was like, "Uh, mm." and like I didn't quite understand, like Bunk Boys being quite high at thirty-nine and forty. I was like
0: kind of strange although i know will like started hot and then yeah but like he tapered off
1: but like and and that's got to mean something you know in my head and and it's just interesting how the players differ from everybody else's brains with things that's really my biggest thing with this group is the way players had this group shaking out versus how fans and analysts had this group shaking out is is the most puzzling thing
0: I don't understand. I think my biggest gripe is Liam Burns. I don't know how going and winning a championship and playing as well as he did again this year uh, brings you to 34 from 27. That one kind of had me scratch my head a bit. Um, but other than that, not too much. And I agree with you on, you know, Will and Marcus kind of interesting there as well. Uh But let's move to 30-21. to All the way up from number 44 last year, C.K. Fowdy, Connor Kelly, uh, now at number 30. Zach Goodrich comes in at number 29 after being ranked 21st last year. A newcomer at 28, the Birdman Jr., Charlie Bertrand. Uh, Number 27, rookie Logan Wisnowskis. Number 26, after not being ranked last year, Ryan Terafanko. Number 25, after being ranked 15th last year, Jack Rowlett. Number 24, after being ranked 16th last year, Rob Pinnell. After being ranked 25th last year, now at 23, Garrett Apple. After being number 4 last year, now at number 22, Grant Amen and then after being in the top 20 last year, falls to number 21, Joe Nardella. More discourse around this one, I think, as well. Um, I think my biggest takeaway was Jack Rowlett. He had another fantastic season and dropping 10 spots is kind of strange. It also blew my mind that Terrafenko was not ranked last year uh, for as good as he was and how good he was this year. RP three dropping that much too after having arguably you know his best season in the PLL is kind of crazy, and then uh, your boy Garrett Apple moving up in the ranks too.
1: I mean, yeah, that's just uh, oh, I don't know. This group was interesting to me. Um, I thought the Redwoods were placed in perfect spots in this group, but I thought some of the other people could have been moved around. Um, but once again, that's the the difference between player and, and fan at that point. Like it always interests interest me how players see how other players play. Like Grant, for example, like they really took his his injury against him and, and really, you know, ranked him lower because he played in less games. Like I think he looked arguably better this year than he did last year, even though he missed those games. Like he still looked really good and fit the part in that archers offense didn't miss a beat when he came back like those things matter for something but to players you know that it, those games meant a lot that he didn't play in apparently it's like stuff like that you know like just the thought process is so different between you know player and 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 uh fan you know even looking at joe nardella he didn't drop much i think he only dropped one but a lot of people are like how did he drop at all why didn't he go up because he's stayed consistent and they feel like that should mean something so i was stunned rp3 is not in the top 20 i'm not
0: that blew my mind Um, i'm not at all i just think
1: he he had a good year but like that isn't mean it. That doesn't mean players think he's top 20. I don't know. I just
0: feel like he it was warranted for the season he had. Like he at, at a lot of points during the year carried that Redwoods offense. And I mean, yeah. He
1: deserves it,
0: but felt two points shy of being part of the 40 point club too. Jack also being 25 is crazy.
1: That's probably the craziest one out of the group. But I understand why defense would be getting done dirty.
0: So my my thought here, who do you think cracks the top 20? Who's in the 11 to 20 range uh, that we'll be getting as you guys listen to this on Friday?
1: I don't know. Ryder.
0: I don't think Ryder's making the list.
1: I think he That's does. That's my hot take. I think he does. I think players like Ryder more than anybody on the Redwoods. That's just my hot oh. take,
0: is that he's going to miss out on the list since it's going to make him better
1: next year. Uh, Kieran? I think Kieran, I think, Kieran higher,
0: I think he cracks the top ten.
1: I don't. I don't think players are really talking about him
0: at, eh, the, at the at the
1: time i don't think they were
0: eh, september was really when everyone was talking about Kieran though even though we were talking about him for years yeah, september but, was like when it was like yeah, oh look everyone's seeing the light
1: yeah but they're looking at the whole season and if you think about it people are looking at sours as the main guy there I think Sowers will be in
0: too. I think I think Sowers, Dylan Ward, Courier, and Kieran are the the water dogs that are going to be somewhere on this list. Yeah, in the top twenty. Um, Blaze has got to be in the top twenty. <laughs> Trevor's got to be in the top twenty. Lyle's got to be in the top twenty. Um. I mean, does Zed make it for all the games that he missed? I don't know. You know, do any of the chaos offense guys make it for the games that they missed?
1: It's so hard, tough to tell. It's so tough to tell. That's uh, like that's why I can't really throw out any names because I don't know how these players are even holding like stuff. With of, guys,
0: I'm just trying to think of like the the like certified shoe ins for top twenty right now too. Like, uh, oh, Burn is gonna
1: be top twenty burn is probably the only shoe in for him. um he had a crazy i would shoe him in for top 10 yeah he had a crazy year
0: i think easy shoe ins for top 10 are burn lyle blaze dylan and Courier. dylan Courier, maybe sours and trevor Baptiste is top 10
1: yeah trevor i wouldn't put sours in there
0: i think if sours does he is number 10
1: that's yeah, like, he's, that, he's that guy that squeezes mostly head. because he was the the mVP of yeah the but he, he missed he missed so much time
0: not really this year he missed what a game
1: I think he missed more than that
0: I'm gonna double check that because I didn't think miss he that
1: missed I though. think he
0: missed two or three um michael South stats uh,
1: he missed one yeah don't forget I'm bad at math so there's what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah I think the only game he missed was was Minnesota was the week before all star I think so yeah that's the only game he missed um I'm trying to think. I'm just looking at teams. Like there's nobody else from Canada that's making it except for Lyle. Uh Atlas, like we said, is Trevor. Oh, Jeff. Jeff Teets in the top ten.
1: Um Chris Gray is probably in the top. He's 20. already
0: he's already on the list.
1: Oh wait, he was in this last group, wasn't he? That, yeah, he was yeah, thirty right. Mm-hmm. Um
0: does Rambo make it? Rambo's probably
1: top twenty. I would assume. Uh I guess people are saying Connor Farrell.
0: Oh yeah. Connor's probably top twenty. Um We're probably totally forgetting somebody too, like we did last year with Zach Courier. Yep. <laughs> yep. I should just scroll through all the tops cards I have right here. Uh Oh, Michael Earhart. Yeah. He's in top ten. Easy. So we'll see. We'll see where it all shakes out, and then once we get the full list, we'll break it all down, see who gets snubbed. Um, But it's been a while since we've done a lacrosse Reddit, just fun discussion, and uh, I got two here, Deej. I have the the topic headline, so you tell me which one you want to start with. First one is, who would be a better player? Second one is, the question that's been asked a million times.
1: The question that's been asked a million times.
0: So here we go. The question that's been asked a million times. If you had to create... Or maybe you already have a building block slash pyramid of lacrosse skills. What's at the bottom? What, for instance, do you say are the steps to being a great passer? So how would you build, like, basically, like, for everybody at home listening or watching? Think of, like, the food pyramid is how I, like, interpreted this question. And how do you build the base of lacrosse skills? as being like the most important type of stuff. Cause you need the most of it all the way to that, that pinpoint, uh, at the top of the pyramid.
1: Are you asking me to teach somebody how to throw or are you asking me to like label the skills?
0: I think it's however you want to interpret, like building the importance of, uh, lacrosse skills i think they were using like the the steps to being a great pastor as like an example of a quote-unquote skill but like how the food pyramids like oh you know your your breads and grains are at the bottom because you need the most of those and then your proteins vegetables and then the very top is your your sweets and all that kind of stuff well
1: ground balls and effort goes at the bottom for sure if you don't have ground balls and effort, you can't win. But I guess passing goes down there as well. But then after that, it's probably the cross IQ and conditioning. And you just got to be in shape and you got to know the game. And a love and a passion for it would come next. It's not mandatory. Everybody doesn't have the same love and passion for the game. Of course, you should have some of it, but the, the varying level is, is understanding because everybody has different passions and loves and all of that. So that makes sense. And there's probably, I guess, one more thing. But like You got to have that dog in you. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, you got to, yeah. That, that Like, heart. I say heart is the thing. Like, can you play lacrosse without heart? Yeah. But the best players play with heart and pride and don't, like, they. you know, they don't like to lose. They don't back down. And, and they don't let teams walk over them. And they, they just play with a sense of pride. That's important. Pride and heart.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. So the base, ground balls is an effort. Then you get your passing lacrosse IQ that's kind of your proteins and your vegetables and being in shape and then love and passion and then that pinpoint is that dog in you
1: <laughs> pretty
0: much that'll be a graphic on
1: social That'll um, be perfect I need that I'm about to use that for my team this year
0: yeah so a lot of people saying ground balls got to be near the
1: bottom um and somebody oh, said yeah.
0: especially in 4 inch long wet muddy grass.
1: Oh. <laughs> I've been there, bro. It's awful. Uh
0: let's see what else is in here just some people's comments. Um kind of your typical stuff is all in here. Uh
1: Somebody said practice wall ball. Yeah. Wall ball help you out tremendously. It's perfect partner
0: so comment down below on on YouTube your are uh, building your lacrosse skills pyramid uh, we'll read them on next week's show uh, here's the next one you use the who would be a better player topic who would be a better player do you think that a kid who has been playing since he was eight years old and practicing an hour a day would be better than a kid who That has been playing since 15 and was practicing four hours a day by the time they are both 18.
1: That's a loaded question. I know. Because how much do they really know? How much effort are they putting in? Because somebody can put in four hours of okay effort and not be getting better than somebody who's putting in an hour of fucking hard-ass work and you know or somebody can be putting in okay effort for an hour and somebody else could be putting in you know a good 80% 90% of their effort for 4 hours they're definitely getting better than the other person or if the person who's only putting in an hour has a better IQ than the person who's putting in 4 hours they're probably getting better and using that time more wisely than the 4 hour person is like you can't really pinpoint exactly who's going to be better without ex- addressing you know their passion and and their idea of of the game and and where they want to take it and how much, and how serious they are about it. Yeah,
0: I think this uh, this comment from one of the the users on Reddit said other commenters are correct in saying there's a lot of a lot more factors uh into this question but this is a good question just for fun i'm not going to stress about the number of hours i think the point of the question is just to ask if someone can catch up if they practice harder which i that's how i interpreted it as well when i was kind of like breaking it down uh Mm -hmm. the kid that started at eight is going to have a lot more games under their belt practice is great but actual game experience is going to count uh for a lot that kid has seen a lot of different coaching styles and probably knows what works best for them also Aside from that, just considering the practice alone, I think I'd, uh, I, think it'd even out. There's a ton of development that happens from age 15 to 18, so I don't think it's possible to catch up on technical skills. I have to point out a disclaimer, though. You have to assume the 15-year-old was playing some sports before. To start from nothing would be a huge hurdle. There's a kid I know that is a great goalie after just a year of play. Previously, he had years of being a pretty high-level
1: baseball catcher, though. That's a... Uh, uh, damn. Okay, that's
0: kind of sad. I agree. Like, there's got to be there's some
1: similar factors
0: into it, but I think overall, like, they do kind of even out. Yeah, in a lot of aspects. But it's a fun question. So again, YouTube, comment down below your thoughts. Which one do you think is better? Do you think it evens out the eight year old who's been practicing an hour a day, uh, or the fifteen year old that was practicing four hours a day? By the time they're both eighteen, who's better? Uh, good question there, though. And we're going to try to find more Reddit lacrosse stuff. Um, Deej, we are about an hour in. Question I'm posing here. You and I both have packs. Once again, do we save them for a a big-ass opening? Which I should tell the people. we, We have some fun lacrosse stuff coming to the studio we uh we have stumbled upon and acquired a 2021 replacement pack from tops from last year's snafu with tops that's coming by next week so we have that coming to our our hall of cards coming which i think all in all we're going to have pretty close to a box of cards that we'll be opening between the two of us uh and then we also have One of the boys, a signed Colin Squires lacrosse ball, will be added to the studio setup. That's also on the way. Deej, my question to you is, do we open these two-packs or do we save them for a big-ass opening?
1: I'm down for either one. I've been itching low-key because I don't like looking at them. (laughs) But if I gotta keep looking at him i'll keep looking at him should we spin a wheel it never hurts to spin the wheel
0: spin a wheel the Let's wheel's see. always right here we go and now is it a one and done wheel spin or is it a best of x
1: why are you making me make so many decisions
0: because we got we got to make sure we we have our uh, our bases covered.
1: I think one. No overtime. You hate overtime.
0: <laughs> uh. All right. So what I'm gonna do here. I'm going to take off the layout stuff there. I'm going to put the wheel on the screen so everyone watching can see this. So here's the wheel. Open packs or a big-ass opening. Ugly color palette. The wheel just generated terrible. that, but it's terrible. Um, I say we go best of three on the spins. Just to build the anticipation. All right. So best of three. Here we go. This might be the slowest spinning wheel ever.
1: Slow it down.
0: One tally for a big-ass opening. <laughs> <laughs> Spin number two. So it lands on big-ass opening. It's done. If it lands on open packs, we go to a game
1: three. It's rigged. It's going to learn on open packs. Not going to be over that easy. Told you (laughs) Open
0: Packs gets one vote So here we go For all the marbles Are you ready Deej?
1: I am let's do it
0: slowing down for the people just listening on podcast Uh uh-oh
1: uh-oh open packs it is open packs it is
0: So we'll be right back. Do you have your cards with you? I do. I just have to grab mine, so we'll be right back. And uh, you guys won't even know that, because by the time I'm back, it'll be edited out. (laughs) And we're back.
1: We are back.
0: So these are two packs that had... Pieces of the PLL net. See Deej just showing there on the screen for everybody on YouTube. We did not get any colored
1: net. Not yet.
0: So, that was a bit of a bummer. I got my two pieces of net. Are both yours like in an X? Yeah. So those will go on the shelf here. And uh, we got two packs. Both of mine feel thin as hell, Deej. So here we go. Open and pack number one for the people, as the wheel wanted us to.
1: Do your thing. Let's see it.
0: What are we hoping for? Obviously, we haven't pulled a jersey
1: patch card yet.
0: I don't think I have a jersey patch card. I'd be stunned if I do. Pleasantly stunned. here we go we got Adam Gittleman number one we got Eddie Glazner
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: we got another Jeff T pops up so much another Jack Kelly Mm -hmm. Mm
1: mm-hmm
0: we've got a foil Jake Pulver. That's nice. With what looks like Paul Rabel in the background. Might be. So that's kind of neat. Card's kind of jacked up, though. That's annoying. Uh, Isaiah Davis Allen. Wow. First one of IDA. Yeah. Very cool card there. Another first, I think, Dan Bucaro. I have a couple. With Atlas. And we're adding to the dogs. Christian
1: Scarpello. I think that's a first.
0: We're getting all the dogs. I think by the by the time this is over, we should be able to assemble the entire Water Dogs roster.
1: I think we can. Just about right now.
0: So Dee's your first pack of two. I'm kind of bummed that this Pulver card is what a damage
1: yeah that's that's kinda shitty
0: still gonna throw it in the case nonetheless at least it's not like an autograph card or a uh, jersey swatch that's damaged
1: starting with Ryan Drenner
0: that's a first I just found my Ryan Drenner water dogs card from the 2020 pack
1: John Madurski.
0: Wow. (laughs) Vintage.
1: Jackson Place. Nice. 36 out of 99 Rambo. Hey,
0: that's a first. Now we both have an out of 99 from this set.
1: Facts. Dan Coates nice as
0: opposed to Daniel jackets -hmm
1: <laughs> Chris has
0: Fanania
1: Andrew cube hey oh the cue ball. and the man Kyle Burnlon nice All right, i got
0: my cards from the second pack out of the packaging and we are starting off hot boys we got grant amen okay starting off hot starting off hot we got connor farrell
1: mhm another mm-hmm.
0: first we got ain't no laws eric
1: law don't ever say that again
0: I tweet that all the time.
1: That's awful. Got Garrett Apple
0: to go with my one of one.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh baby, we've got a ninety-two out of ninety-nine. Danny Logan. Okay. I like that. Just saw the boy playing for the Seals. We got Holden Garland. Big time. Timmy Jim's Tim Muller, a glue guy. Shout out to the okay. boys. Go subscribe. And then we got, sheesh, Mac
1: O'Keefe. Okay.
0: So look at us, both getting out of 99s again. Those are the only number cards you and I have pulled from this set so far.
1: Yep. James Barclay coming in first. Nice.
0: Former follower of us on Twitter,
1: also coming through with Grant A. Matt.
0: Love it! Shout out Grant follows Underground on Twitter, but not OTB.
1: Danny Mouse, Mouse, Sam Dugan. Coming through with the normal Ryland card. Nice. If I don't Adding drop more it. and
0: more to the Ryland Reese collection. All right.
1: Wasserman. The boy. Brad Smith.
0: With or without mustache is the question.
1: With. And last but not least. All Pro first team uh, Blaze Reardon. Nice. AP 13.
0: So there it is. Biggest hits for really. the out of 99 Danny Logan, out of 99 Matty Rambo. And you got the All Pro Blaze insert. So there yep. it is, another fun opening, which once all of these are together, we're going to mishmash all the videos together and have one giant-ass opening video for you all. Um, can't wait for all of those to show up. But enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. And while you're at it, make sure you're following us at OTB OTBLaxPod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Deej at SCS underscore great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You have full video episodes of OTB, original content, live streams, all on our YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below your thoughts on this episode. Give us your uh, lacrosse skills pyramid as well. And uh, make sure... Make sure you guys subscribe. (laughs) Uh, And let us know. Give us ideas in the comment section too of the the next game you want an OTB cast for. Um, Let us know in the YouTube comment section. Shout out to our merch partners, PHI Apparel Company. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any order at PHIapparel.co. And uh, we'll be back next week. Breaking down. The week two action from the NLL, the rest of the top 50 list. Hopefully, we have more cards. And uh, that'll do it. Any final thoughts, Teach? Nope. So, this has been episode number 251 of the allegedly award nominated, number nine ranked NCAA podcast, number nine Shrek ranked podcast, and uh, of course, viewable on YouTube. Outside the Box Podcast, the official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Deej, I'm KB. Till next time, we're getting the heck out of here. Peace, peace.
1: that's outside the box.